Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. We are officially a third of the way through the regular season, almost roughly halfway through the regular season of high school football in the state of Wisconsin. And what have we learned? I don't know what we have learned necessarily. Still a lot to be figured out. Still a long ways to go in in all of these conference races, obviously. They've only played one league game. But there are some things that are starting to emerge, some trends that are starting to emerge, some some surprise teams that have emerged in some of these conference races. And we'll talk about some of those today here on the WSN Podcast, taking a look at week four of the high school football season. As always, we have continued to break down and track and follow the number of cancellations in the state of Wisconsin, the number related to COVID, the number related to everything else out there. Last week, there were eight games canceled because of COVID. There were 16, te- 16 games excuse me, canceled for non-COVID reasons. Most of them were, were contests that were canceled well in advance where the teams had canceled their season before things even got started, sometimes as, as uh, long as a year ago. But because of uh, the way the conference realignment works now, once the conferences are set, if there are any cancellations, if a team drops out a year in advance, all the teams in their league still get that forfeit victory because there's no way to adjust the conference because of the two-way statewide realignment cycle. So, two-year uh, realignment cycle, excuse me. So 16 games last week, non-COVID canceled. Eight games COVID canceled. We did see a game last week, and I think we've had two this week that were moved, still played, still going to be played, but were moved because of a lack of official availability. That's something that we will continue to see as uh, as the WI has, has posted about and as I uh, learned a, a few weeks ago when I was up there Numbers of licensed officials are down considerably, depending on the sport, sometimes up to 40% less licensed officials this year than last year, which was, I think, took the WI by surprise a little bit. They were thinking, you know, if, if officials got licensed in 2020, 2021, with all the uncertainty, with the, the seasons pushed back, with everything else going on, if they got licensed that year, they would be back this year. They, they didn't see a significant drop from 1920 to 2021. So again, they weren't anticipating this significant drop, but it is here. It is impacting fall sports, and it will impact winter sports as well. The number of basketball officials is quite a bit lower. Uh, Still a little bit of time for for people to get licensed, people like myself, that I, I haven't officiated a WIAA game in 10 years, or actually more than a dozen years, I think, but I have been licensed the last several years just to, to stay involved and know what's going on and know that when I you know, talk about something, I know what I'm talking about. But I did not get uh, renewed this year as of yet, but I will and may see about picking up some games. We'll see. But we have seen some football games impacted and we'll continue to see competitions impacted because of the lack of officials. Of course, the, uh, the, the new feature on Wisports.net this year, our quick trip game of the week. Always highlights our uh, our preview and our look into the uh, the new week. And this week, taking me down to Muskego, where the Warriors have a 40-game winning streak. 
And they'll put that on the line against McGuanago. Perhaps the team best suited to challenge Muskego's dominance in the Classic 8 Conference. McGuanago has looked very good. They've been playing without their uh, perhaps best player, quarterback Grayton Gannon, who's out with injury. Uh, Evan Herbig has done a nice job, ex- excellent job, filling in for him. They hope to get Gannon back at some point soon, unsure if that will be this week um, or if it'll be you know a week or two away still, but he's getting close to a return. But they'll give it a go this week in taking on Muskego. Muskego ranked number one in D1. McGuanago ranked number five in D1. So that's our quick trip game of the week. That's where I'll be headed on Friday night. Looking forward to making the trip down to Muskego. This will be, I think, the fourth time I've seen them in the last year. I saw them, I believe it was three times last year. Uh, yeah, three times. I saw them against Hudson at Sauk Prairie. I saw them against Arrowhead at Arrowhead. And then I saw them play uh, Menominee Falls in that culminating event game down at Muskego. And of course, saw them at uh, Camp Randall couple times uh, a couple years in a row before that so uh, have, have seen quite a bit of Muskego in in the last few seasons but taking a look at the rest of the schedule in week number four staying in the classic eight Arrowhead will play at Waukesha West Waukesha West started 0-2 but they got a pretty convincing win over Oconomowoc last week 42 to 17 defense looked better offense was uh, was putting up some big numbers um, so it was uh, Waukesha West was one of those teams that started 0-2 that we kind of been tracking in that non-conference schedule, but they got back on track, but a, a tough one against Arrowhead. Speaking of teams that have been off to a, a rough start, Menominee Falls will play at Marquette. Both of those teams are winless to this point. Menominee Falls has won at least a share of the last two Greater Metro Conference titles. Marquette was tied for second last year. We knew Menominee Falls was probably going to drop off after losing a really big, talented senior class from last season. But I don't know if we expected them to be 0-3 and and potentially facing 0-4. So, you know, the winner gets a little bit of hope. The loser, 0-4 overall and and really having a long ways to go to, to get back to being competitive in the league race. Staying in the Greater Metro Conference, you've got Sussex-Hamilton at Germantown with that conference being kind of turned upside down. You know, these are two teams that think that they might have a shot to get into that league title race. Good game in the Metro Classic, uh, hopefully. Lake Country Lutheran, the top-ranked team in Division 5, taking on Racine St. Catharines. St. Cats got on the board with their first win last week and, of course, have been one of the better teams in that league for quite some time. One of the Cinderella's of... The 2021 season so far certainly has been Nicolay. The Knights, 3-0. They beat Cedarburg last week. And that's a program that has come from as low as you can get, essentially. They did have to cancel their varsity season. Uh, it was 2014 or somewhere in there. Um, you know, One of those first times that we saw a big school have to cancel their varsity season because of low numbers. They... Other than last year, which was different with how playoffs worked with so many teams opting out, the only other postseason appearance in school history was way back in 1989. That was the only playoff appearance other than, again, last year's kind of, um, you know, irregular playoff structure. So, Nicolay's 3-0, but this week they take on Whitefish Bay. 
last year's North Shore Conference champion, the favorite coming into the season. Whitefish Bay did lose to McGuanago in non-conference play, but have, have looked pretty good. And uh, you know, definitely a, a very significant test and challenge for Nicolet. In the Southeast Conference, Bradford, another one of those teams that started 0-2 that uh, did get a win last week, but was that a function of the team they played, Kenosha Tremper? Or, you know, are, are they still not what they thought that we what we thought and they thought for that matter they were going to be so bradford goes to oak creek this week oak creek off to an unbeaten start looked very good uh ended up scoring the last 37 points of the game to defeat horlick last week uh really unfortunate uh circumstance in that one we're seeing horlick star junior blake fletcher the son of head coach brian fletcher suffered an ankle injury in the third quarter that just deflated Horlick and in Oak Creek just ran away with things, and, and Fletcher will be out for the remainder of the season, unfortunately. Uh, one of the state's best players and a very, uh, very good college prospect as well. So hoping that you know he obviously returns healthy at some point and hoping that he is able to still you know work through that, that college process and, and find a school that works for him. In the Madison area, you've got Baraboo at Stoughton. Stoughton has been one of the best teams in the Badger for, for a few years. Had won the Badger South uh, several times and, and kind of replaced Monona Grove as the best team in that league. Uh, Baraboo, though, number one still in our coaches' poll, as we talked about before. Not a position they're used to, but looking to stay there as they take on Stoughton. A couple teams that I, I think were maybe a little surprised where they're at right now. Portage and Mount Horeb will meet up. They were combined 3-10 and 10 last year. Weren't necessarily... You know, ones that we thought would be towards the top of the league in the Badger Small, but they are 3-0. and Mount Horror Barneveld had very impressive non-conference wins. Portage opened their conference play with a 22-20 win over Stoughton. And it's going to be interesting to see if one of these teams really is a legit contender in that league and can threaten Baraboo. Eastern Suburban Conference is one that, that we talked about last week with the game of the week, the quick trip game of the week last week being Waterloo at Marcusan. Marcusan got a win in that one. But one that has a number of teams that I, I think could could push for a league title there, including Clinton and Marshall, both teams undefeated. They square off this week in Marshall. So, you know, a couple teams trying to stay in that Eastern Suburban race early on. Monroe and Jefferson, if you like running the football, this game is for you. They are uh, two of the better running teams in the state. They, they have combined in five games between the two of them. They have combined for 28 pass attempts. That's about five a game. So don't expect that you're going to see the ball flying all over the place. It's going to be a lot of running for both teams. Belleville and Cuba City, uh, you know, two of the better teams in the Swall. Um, both had shutouts last week. So looking to, to kind of navigate, uh, you know, positioning in the Swall there. The Fox Valley area, the big one on the schedule, Kimberly and Appleton North. Big-time rivalry game up there, um, you know, going back a, a decade or more, um, you know, just, just one of the better rivalries. Kimberly's kind of dominated the rivalry for the last decade or so, especially under Steve Jones. Um, but two very, very talented teams. Kimberly's third in our D1 coaches poll. Appleton North is sixth. Kimberly, a little shorthanded. They they beat Oshkosh North last week, but it was close into the, the second half. And I understand they, they're still going to have a number of starters out this week for an off-the-field issue. 
Uh, there, there could be a little bit more coming out about that, actually, uh, potentially very soon uh, today on Thursday. Uh, staying in the FBA, you've got Fond du Lac and Nina. Nina went down to Oshkosh West 3-0 last week. You don't see 3-0 scores very often, of course. In the FRCC North, Bayport chugging along, undefeated. Looks like they've recovered a little bit from, uh, from the spring struggles where they lost the last five games of the year. They've won the first three this season. West Pier finally got its first win last week, a, a one-point win over Ashwaubenon. East Central Conference has a couple of really good games. There's, a, I think, a pretty clear top four in that conference, and they play each other this week. It starts with a big rivalry game between Kewaskam and Plymouth. You know, Going back to when they were in the, the Eastern Wisconsin Conference a number of years ago to now in the East Central, uh, really, really good rivalry. Uh, you know, Two teams that have dominated their league uh, quite often. Kewaskam had kind of you know, taken a step back the last couple of years, but they're undefeated as is Plymouth this week. The other game in the East Central Conference, Port Washington at Berlin. Berlin is, has made a nice recovery after a little bit of struggles. Port Washington coming in from the North Shore Conference, uh, you know, seeming like, you know, is a, a bigger team in that league. And again, coming from a very challenging conference, you know, we thought that they might be a competitor and a contender in the East Central. And we'll see just where they are at as they take on Berlin this week. The Apple Bowl this week between Xavier and Fox Valley Lutheran. Uh, the Bay Conference, not very strong this year, I don't think. I, I don't think that's a, a shocker to anybody per se. But uh, these are two of the better teams along with Shano in that league. And the, the Apple Bowl takes on a little bit of um, uh, added you know, hype and, and everything uh, around this one this year with a little bit perhaps more on the line. The Flyway Conference... In the springtime, one of the best conferences in the entire state. We saw Amro and Lomira look uh, go undefeated. In fact, Mayville looked good. Springs lost a few games, but was still, you know, a very talented team. But that league's kind of turned upside down this year. Laconia and Campbellsport meet up this week. Laconia beat Amro last week. Campbellsport beat Lomira last week. In fact, shut them out thirty to nothing. So, you know, are, are these two of the contenders? in that flyaway conference. In the north central part of the state, a great small school game, one that we certainly were looking forward to early on, as Edgar, who remains the number one team in Division 7 in our coaches poll, despite that non-conference loss to Stratford a few weeks ago, they will travel to Colby, a newcomer in the Merriwood Conference, and I, I think very likely to determine the conference championship already. Uh, Colby's been one of the more dominant teams so far this season, outscored their opponents 127-7. to And uh, Edgar shut out uh, what we thought was a pretty solid Iola Scandinavia team last week, 36 to nothing. Another very good small school game in the north-central part of the state, Wittenberg-Burnhamwood at Amherst. Wittenberg-Burnhamwood, another one of those uh, very improved teams uh, heading into the you know week four here. Technically, they do have a loss on their schedule as they were forced to forfeit what was a 53-0 victory over Northland Pines from week one. And interestingly enough, Pines canceled the rest of their season after that, but it still does go down as a technically a forfeit loss for Wittenberg-Burnhamwood, likely due to use of an ineligible player. That's pretty much what always the um, retroactive forfeits are. But they have been uh, a very, very impressive team. They 
Uh, they have wins over Iowa, Scandinavia, Spencer, Columbus, Catholic. Amherst, again, one of the best teams in the state. Um, three pretty good victories on their schedule. You know, probably the best team that, that Wittenberg has played to this point. So it, it certainly ratchets up uh, another notch for the Chargers as they travel to Amherst this week. Assumption and, and uh, Pacelli taking on uh, each other in a CWC small battle with Iola Scandinavia, maybe not as much of a favorite as we thought in that league. This, you know, could be a battle between two teams that think they could challenge for that conference championship. And then uh, another CWC large game, actually, Shyockton at Stratford. Shyockton lost last week bad to Amherst, uh, but Stratford is undefeated. So uh, some good small school games in north central Wisconsin. As we turn our attention and focus to the west and the northwest, a big, certainly, game on the schedule every year, Hudson and Menominee. This year it'll be in Menominee. Hudson is 1-2 to start the year. Menominee's 3-0. and but definitely one of the better rivalries uh, that has developed over the last decade and a half or so. Um, at one point, Hudson actually won seven straight over Menominee from 2008 to 2014. Then Menominee won on a run of three, or excuse me, of five straight years winning in that uh, in that game. Last year, though, it was uh, it was the first game those teams played, and. I know Hudson was missing a few guys as well, and Menominee was missing quite a few. They were missing uh, about a third of their roster due to contact tracing back in that one. And Hudson got a 30-23 to victory last year. But again, one of the better rivalry games in, uh, in northwest Wisconsin. Staying in the Big Rivers Conference, Superior is at New Richmond. New Richmond is 3-0. First time moving back into the Big Rivers anyway. First time in, in a while. You've got a big one in the Cooley Conference, Westby at Arcadia. Perhaps the two top teams in the Dunn-St. Croix squaring off this week as undefeated Boyceville will travel to Spring Valley. We, we had them as the, the two favorites heading into the season and, and probably still looks like that's the case. On Alaska at Lacrosse Central. Central was shut out last week by West Salem. They had five turnovers looking to get back on track. Sparta at Toma in one of the better, in at least more most played rivalry games in the state of Wisconsin. This will be the 115th meeting between Sparta and Toma. Toma does lead that series 67-41-6. Now, Toma is kind of struggling this year. Um, Sparta is uh, looking a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, anytime you have a rivalry game like this, two towns pretty close together, you know, brings a little bit of extra juice to the, uh, to the matchup. You've got Bangor at Nasita. Those teams did not play in the spring. Nasita ended up canceling. Didn't have quite enough bodies available to play a team like Bangor. But Nasita's improved under head coach Chris Rice. But are they improved enough to take down Bangor, who has won 41 straight conference games in the Scenic Bluffs Conference? Uh, not, not sure there. There are some games on Saturday. One of the games that got moved to Saturday was Beaver Dam and Watertown. And uh, that's a, a rivalry game between those two towns. It's the 99th meeting between Beaver Dam and Watertown. Watertown leads that series 54-41-3. Got moved to Saturday because of a lack of available, fi- uh, uh, available officials. And that's something that, again, we've seen uh, a couple of times this year and is only going to get worse. So, week four, here it is. 
we'll, we'll get some more clarity in some of these conference races, some of these big games that, that we've talked about. We'll, uh, we'll go a long way to determine you know, what happens at the end of the season. And after this week, we're pretty close to the halfway point of the high school football regular season. Always flies by. Uh, you know, we, we settle in now with, with kids back in school and uh, you know, get into a regular, regular cadence, regular schedule here. Speaking of, we've got all the same uh, you know, stuff going on at Wisports.net each, each week of the high school football season that you've come to expect. Mondays brings our team and player of the week poll nominations. Also early in the week is when we uh, put out our, our nominees, our five nominees for the Quick Trip Game of the Week, where you can vote and then determine where I go. Tuesdays is a coaches poll. That comes out in the afternoon on Tuesdays. Wednesday, we take a look at eight-player football, do a little spotlight on those uh, those games, name our star of the week. Also, uh, usually when our WSN podcast is released. On Thursday, we have our, our uh, week four, or weekly preview, as it were, that would come out in Friday games. Be sure if you're at a game, of course, provide some updates on Twitter. Uh, works really well if you can provide at least the quarter, if not the time, of, uh, of updates. Always encourage people to list the school, not just the mascot. If you say the Tigers are beating the Cardinals 12-7, well, that could be a lot of different things, of course. So uh, in, you know, try to in, in include as much information as you can, and important to include the WISFB hashtag on Friday nights. You can follow at FootballWSN to get all final scores right into your timeline as you check things out on Friday night. And then you can follow along and, and listen in on Football Friday night following the games on our statewide network from 9.30 to 11. I'll do uh, a call-in segment usually around 10.30, but Dan Pfeiffer and Chuck Freeman will bring you a recap of all the action, talk to some of the coaches and, and folks covering those games, and give you a nice little recap and wrap-up of all the Friday night action. So, week four, here we are. Let's get at it. Should be a good one. Weather's going to be beautiful, and we're looking forward to a great night of high school football. That will do it, though, for this edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.